Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Slasher Scotty. I am your host, Scotty McCoy, and boy, do I have a surprise for all of you. I have on Zoom with me right now, Greg Gilbert, and this is his first, no, 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 second, no, 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 his third time on Slasher Scotty, and he is the host of Python's Paradise. Hey, Greg, how you doing today? Yeah, and I've doubled that having you on the show. I know. I'm going to be, what, seven in January? Seven, yep. Yep, seven. (laughs) (laughs) And it all started from the ultimate Friday the 13th trivia book and you reaching out to me to give me some exposure and seven years later. Yep, yep. Now now I branched into... Judy Aronson stalker and um <laughs> um I don't know the worst thing since Hitler <laughs> you know <laughs> I'm exaggerating there but I think you know what I'm talking about <laughs> yeah. yeah absolutely and I'm so glad to have you back on and I mean can you believe it seven years of friendships have like you know I've gotten you connections you've gotten me a ton of connections and we just helped each other out and you know you had me on your show and I had you on mine obviously and uh it's just, it's been a great friendship, and I'm so glad that, you know, we've, we've been through the highs and lows really together. Like, you know, me talking to you about my situations, and you talking to me about, obviously, the 13th fanboy situations. And, uh, like, yeah, like, we, we've just been there for a listening ear for each other, and we've with no judgment, which is amazing. Oh, the 13th fanboy situation uh, went from really pissing me off to... Right now, I'm just really fucking amused by it now, you know? It's like... <laughs> You know, uh, it's. <laughs> I was listening to Sean Clark and uh, Chris Nelson on the thing with two heads last night, and I guess there was somebody that was uh, stabbed at a convention that yes. Sean was at, and I, they had mentioned that uh, uh, Judy Aronson was there and said something or other, and I'm sitting there thinking, I actually posted. On there, I said, "Yeah, I bet she thinks I did it." (laughs) (laughs) Oh my! Remember, folks, everything bad in the world, Judy Aronson thinks it's my fault. (laughs) Right, right, and and the worst part is that it starts or comes from, um, you know, the Doubtfire Face Challenge, which is really a challenge for suicide and depression. And because of this, we're giving people suicide and depression over a challenge to raise awareness for. It's crazy. You know what? It's so uh, society's fucking ignorant. You know, I took your advice and I started throwing it out to people on Cameo. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I, Christy Swanson was doing something on there where she was raising money on Cameo for something to do with her daughter. And I thought, mm-hmm. ah, two birds with one stone. So I threw a Cameo out to her and I told her what I wanted. I told her about the Doubtfire Challenge. Well, no, she responds, doesn't do the challenge, gives me some fucking bullshit, and uh, but she got money towards her daughter's uh, whatever she was raising money for for her daughter, which, you know, it's fine, fine, but it's just fucking ignorant, and it's just fucking lazy, yeah. and, you know... Um, I, I guess I was naive to the fact that uh, the ALS Ice Bucket Challenge was a trend. 
Mm -hmm. I saw it as everybody coming together and all these celebrities doing something and for a cause, you know, a cause. I, I didn't even know what Luke Gehrig's disease was. Well, my dad passed away from it uh, back in uh, April after eight years battle with it. So well aware of it. But I find it funny, you know, that people want to. People like to get on there and they like to run their dick lickers about suicide <laughs> and depression and say, oh, please don't take your life. Reach out, get help. Oh, there's uh, lots of people. Be like, fuck off. Right. You know, you yeah. know, you know, um, here's a thing. To those that did the Doubt Fireface Challenge, it says a lot about them. Yeah, I did it twice. You know, you did it twice, you know. But mm -hmm. I mean, like the people that did do it, you know, it's like they didn't come back with uh, some phony bullshit mm -hmm. just to get it over with. They actually took the pie in the face and, you know, um, they did. It. it says something about their mindset. Yeah. I've had people where I have given to their charity mm -hmm. for a Doubt Fireface challenge and got no Doubt Fireface challenge. Yeah. And I'm sorry, but there's something wrong with that. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. And I remember uh, Jason Bradford had told me the last time I spoke to him, you should have people talk about suicide and depression at the end of every one of your interviews to make it. And like, first off, Jason Bradford could shove that up his ass. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. Uh, um, mm -hmm. It's, I'm not going to let anybody get on there uh, and talk about suicide and depression. Fuck off with that. You know, do that lazy shit somewhere else, you know? Yeah. And, and people I mean, could... you can still talk about the suicide and depression challenge, but still take the pie in the face. I, when I did it twice, I spoke about, about getting help, call the number, you know, at the end of it yep. every time. And then, you know, nominate people. Well, De Debbie Suvorhi still has an issue with the fact that you nominated her, mm -hmm. but yet I put her on the list, so to speak. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that, those wires certainly didn't get cro didn't cross well, and uh, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> but there, I'm to the point now where it's just like fuck it. I I, yeah. it's like I don't want to do it anymore because it's like, and this is what it comes down to. And nobody, Debbie Sue's not going to admit this, and nobody else is going to admit this. It's because I'm not famous. Mm -hmm. I'm not worthless because I'm not famous. Mm -hmm. If Debbie Sue Voorhees says I stalked Judy Aronson, Chris Norris, Jason Bradford, and all the, they're going to believe her yeah. because her word is gold. Right. Oh, yeah. Her word is gold. If, if Debbie Sue said that, uh, said that, uh, said that I was responsible for 9-11, they believe her <laughs> if she said that. <laughs> if, if, uh, if, uh, 
if Debbie Debbie Sue said that somehow I was part of Hitler's group in Germany before I was born, they would fucking believe her. <laughs> I, I'm 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 not I'm not convinced. Why? Because she was in a movie, you know. Yeah. And this is why I didn't get listened to. I had some people that did listen, but I'm I've grown kind of bitter about it, you know. Mm -hmm. Because um, I could have used money towards something else as opposed to these charities where people just fuck me over, you know? Yeah. Like when Sandy Johnson from Halloween did the challenge, she posted it uh, on her Facebook page to cheer people up during the lockdown. And people loved it, you know? That was what I was aiming for. But yeah, it, it's all about popularity yeah. And if the only unless something's trending, people have got to follow it. And and then now we know. have what we had the Tide Pod challenges, the snorting co condoms up your nose challenges, and licking toilet seats during COVID to see who can get it first challenge. <laughs> oh, if Debbie Suvori's told them to do that, they do it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would hope she was not that stupid, but I have a feeling some of her minions are. <laughs> <laughs> so I did have a – I know you, you uh, go to the movies a lot, and you obviously are a big horror movie fan. What do you believe the uh, – is? what do you think of the current state of this horror – of the horror industry with these current films that have come out like X and Pearl – and even like the the reboot of Scream, Halloween Kills, and Halloween Ends, and like the this recent like these recent horror movies that are coming out. What you don't want to talk about thirteen people? Anymore. Well, we'll get back to it. I'm sure we will. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I'm just joking with you. I know because I because I, I I know you were told to edit stuff before. <laughs> don't don't fucking be bullied, man. Don't be fucking right. bullied. I'm not know? editing any of this. This stuff's going right on. You yep. know, uh, they got the shit on me. And you know what? I told Jason Bradford when I spoke to him last, I would not talk about this again. But it's, since then, it's been brought to my attention that he he's still playing around with this whole idea of be stalking Judy Aronson. So <laughs> the gloves are off. Yeah. Fuck you. That's what I say to that. Yeah. I can prove I didn't. And this whole... Brad Fanjoy uh, phone thing. <laughs> yeah, I can prove that's bullshit too. Because uh, I could just go back into my phone history, but I guess dipshit never thought about that. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, getting back to your real question, now that I got done uh, letting that steam off. <laughs> Current situation? Well, here's what I think. I think 2022 is a great year for horror. Okay. Smile is the highest grossing horror film of the year. And I'm going to tell you, when I first saw the trailer for that, it looked fucking stupid. <laughs> I went to see it, and it was like, holy shit, this is actually good. Mm -hmm. And it's still at our multiplex at the mall. Nice. <laughs> Halloween Ends is not there anymore. Smile's still there. I was a little dis. I, I I enjoyed Halloween Ends. 
um, but not as a Halloween movie. It definitely didn't feel like a Halloween movie. Um, I wish they had of. Uh, I wish they had of and did all three movies the same night. Yeah, and ended at uh, the third one at dawn. Yeah, because you know Curtis Laurie Strode literally four years later after she was waiting for forty years in this big bunker. Now four years later she becomes Betty Crocker. Like she's not scared anymore. She waited forty years for a man that was that was alive but incarcerated. But then four years later, after she already knows he just went on the biggest bloodbath in Haddonfield history, and he's still out there somewhere, but she's not afraid. Like this doesn't add up, make sense at all. <laughs> you know what? Um, here are my thoughts. Mm-hmm. I think we had some good horror movies this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I I would consider X one of my favorite films of the year. Mm-hmm. I loved Pearl, and I so hope that Mia Goth gets an Oscar nomination for it. Now, people are saying she won't because it's a horror film. Well, they're forgetting something. Janet Lee was nominated for Psycho. Ruth Gordon won for Rosemary's Baby. Uh, the Exorcist had several nominations. Mm-hmm. Um, Anthony Hopkins won for Silence of the Lambs. And I'm sure there's other examples yeah. of it. So um, it can happen. And I I think Mia Goth has a, has a shot at it. Mm-hmm. But we've had some good horror movies this year. Black Phone. Uh, Barbarian. Barbarian was really good. In fact, I had mm-hmm. the Barbarian himself on the show. Um. <laughs> Yeah, that was a male and not a female in those <laughs> scenes. But um, um, I'm trying to think what others. But I mean, we got Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey coming up next year, and I'm yeah. really interested in that. Yeah, and they announced that a Bambi one is going to be coming out, and uh, one on the Grinch called the, the Mean Grinch One, starring David Howard Thornton. There you go. And Terrifier, but, Terrifier 2, like Terrifier 2, an indie film, very low budget, made over $10 million in the box office in the month of October. So here's a question. How does Terrifier 2 do so well, and yet 13 Fanboy does not? I mean, 13 Fanboy had all the alumni from Friday the 13th. You would think it would be switched. Yeah, but, you know, what did uh, Damien Leone do right that Debbie Suvorhees did wrong. Got it in all the theaters. Because uh, Damien Leone, uh, she could have borrowed a, a, a few pages from his handbook. Mm-hmm. But nonetheless. Yeah. Um, and how about that? We both got David Howard Thornton on the show before Terrifier 2, before he got crazy busy. Yep. <laughs> but as far as uh, this year's horror films go, I loved X. Mm-hmm. It's one of my favorites, if not my favorite film of the year. Um, I find it funny now. I, I, I'm hearing people shit all over it. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to explain a few things to people. I'm going to do it right here on Slasher Scotty. Go ahead. Um. As a result of X, I've kind of lost a lot of love for Scream. Mm -hmm. And I'm talking the original. 
Okay. Because I seem to remember, you know, and this was through a lot of horror movies, but Jamie Kennedy gets up there and he goes, these are the rules. No sex, no drugs, no this, no nudity, no this, no that, no drinking, or you, or you die. Okay. I, I've no, I, I'm the only one that I know of. If somebody else has done it, good, bravo. But from my vantage point, I'm the only one I know of who has pointed out the fact that the final girl in X broke all those rules. Yep. The first time you see the final girl, she's doing a line of coke. Mm -hmm. She gets naked. Actually, she gets naked in a lake and doesn't realize an alligator is swimming towards mm -hmm. her. And when she gets out of there in the nick of time, she doesn't even know the elevator is following her. Mm. She just naturally gets out. Mm -hmm. She, uh, there's since a group is filming a pornographic movie, she's having pornographic sex. <laughs> yeah. And yet, she drives away in the end, kind of flipping the bird. Mm-hmm. So I'm sitting there thinking, I hear all these people praise Sydney Prescott. Oh, she's a great final girl. No, she's not. She had fucking help in every fucking movie. And it wasn't just help. It was help from multiple people, whether mm -hmm. it be Randy, whether it be Dewey or Gail. She had help from not one, but at least two or more people. And in, in Scream 3, I don't even think it was her that did all the help. Well, here's a question did you see x i haven't yet that's one thing i'm trying i want to see and i ordered the blu-ray i'm waiting for it to come in i got the blu-ray i've had the blu-ray for a while and i got yep. pearl pearl's the prequel and i'm looking so forward to seeing maxine which is a sequel to x okay. x is set in 1979 okay and it looks like it was made in 1979 nice pearl is set in uh uh 1917 i think okay and it's the backstory to pearl now mia goth plays maxine and pearl okay but their characters are not related okay mia goth is just playing both parts right and um maxine is supposed to be set in 1985 okay okay so i'm really interested in that but I loved X. It had some interesting kills in it. And if I can say anything about the... Well, actually, fuck Scream. I'm going to call it Scream 5. That's what I do, too. Scream 5. If anything, it introduced us to Jenna Ortega. I was just going to... That was my next question. What do you think about Jenna Ortega in Scream? Love Jenna Ortega. Wednesday? Love her. Yeah. She was also in X. Yep. She was also an ex, and she was also playing Wednesday Adams. She is getting some rave reviews. Yeah. She's only 20 years old. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay. This guy's the limit Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm very interested to see where she goes. And I'm going to tell you, everybody was talking about Nev Campbell, David Arquette, and Courtney Cox. 
Along comes Jenna Ortega and steals Scream 5 from all three of them. Yeah. That was interesting. And um, I'm because at 20 years old, fuck, what was I doing? I don't know. But I'm impressed. I'm impressed. Yeah. But, I, I uh, see Scream 6. I see Gail being killed off. Sydney's not going to be in the movie. Dewey's already dead. I think we're going to be seeing Jenna Ortega taking over the role of Final Girl, along with Melissa, of course. But I think Jenna Ortega is going to be the ultimate Final Girl, Final Girl. Jenna Ortega's rapidly coming, getting in demand because I mean, I yeah. haven't seen Wednesday because I only watch my Blu-rays on my TV, but mm -hmm. but um, Jenna Ortega's getting rave reviews playing Wednesday Adams, and mm -hmm. so she's making an impression and uh, she's doing very, very well with it. But in terms of uh, where horror going back to your our previous point, horror films this year have been very good mm -hmm. minus um, uh, pray for the devil, which sucked ass. But uh, <laughs> other than that, most of the bodies, bodies, bodies was pretty stupid too, but right. Bodies, 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 you can watch it. The problem with body, body, bodies, bodies, bodies is that the characters are so unlikable. Mm -hmm. But that is kind of the point because they're playing the snowflake generation. <laughs> so it's kind of the point. But <laughs> but none, nonetheless, um, this year's been good. Yeah. But like I said... Um, we got a final girl in X that broke all Scream's rules. Yeah. And that grabbed my attention. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, it made me also think about final girls because so many people are throwing that term out, final girls. Here's my thing with final girls. If I was to make a list of top ten final girls, there would not be a guy at the end of it with the girl. Yeah. The girl would have to survive it on her own. Yeah. I'm sorry. That means no Friday the 13th final girls would make the list. Mm -hmm. None. And for, yes, people I know. Saying, for people saying Chris Higgins, because there was nobody surviving with her, don't forget about that distraction with Ali the biker. That's the she reason was, why Chris did it. She was, she was a goner had, that, had Ali not shown up. She was yeah. a goner. Yeah. You know, and uh, I'm not saying the final girls from Friday the 13th were all bad, mm -hmm. but they all had help, with the exception of Alice. But here's the problem with Alice. She she took out Mrs. Voorhees. She did dick all against Jason. Yeah. In part she two. Died the, she was the first one to die 10 or, minutes or so, give or take, in the sequel. Yep. But here's here's what I consider a final girl. Somebody who has to figure out their situation and conquer it on their own. No help from a guy or other girls or anybody. Right. So who would I put on the list? Well, I'd say one of the top ones for me would be Sigourney Weaver as Ellen Ripley. Mm -hmm. Good choice. Yeah. Yep. Um, I would say Jodie Foster. 
as uh in silence of lambs mm-hmm. um and she was dealing with buffalo bill with night vision yeah um and yes i'm gonna say mia goth because she broke the rules yeah i think mia goth is just on the awesome list for me I'd also say Nancy Thompson, Heather Langenkamp from A Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. Now, somebody might say, yeah, but she died in the third one. Here's a difference between her and Alice, though. Um, Nancy Thompson defeated Freddy Krueger in the first movie. Yeah. And she did it on her own. She even set the bo- booby traps. Yep. The third movie, yeah, she killed off. But she also beat Freddy in that first movie, so it's not like yeah. she beat Mrs. Krueger and then got killed by Freddy, you know? Right. It's, that's the thing. What do you think about Laurie Strode? Because, yes, she had help from Dr. Loomis, but she did battle she him had, all the way to the end. You know what? There's kind of a middle ground to some of these. I wouldn't yeah. put Laurie on the list with those other ones. Right. Because Donald Pleasance, Dr. Loomis, saved her in those first two movies. Donald right. Pleasance killed him off both times. That's true. But to your point, she did a lot of battle with uh Yeah. With uh so she's not horrible. I, I I'm not big on Sidney Prescott. Right. She just had so many I mean, I like Nev Campbell, but I, I just think she's an overrated final girl you know absolutely but there's some friday the 13th final girls i like it's just they've all had help yeah i like alice but she didn't do anything against jason she did survive against mrs Voorhees. yes if that was a one and done movie then alice would make the list but yeah um i like jenny field i like trish jarvis actually in See, Jenny Field, though, the thing is with her is Paul Holt shows up. Yeah. You know? Um, Chris Higgins, I thought, was good, but like I said, she was done for had the biker not shown up. Yeah. But I really like Trish Jarvis a lot. And I love it how so many people talk about Corey Feldman this, Corey Feldman that. You know how much battle damage Jason got from Trish? Right. Well, she was not only trying to save her own life, but keep her younger brother safe. <laughs> you know, I don't yeah. see her getting the credit that she deserves. Exactly. You know, and I would have liked to have seen telekinetic Tina Shepard battle Jason on her own. I think you know oh, it. I think you. I so always Kevin, said that oh. every time we talk on the phone almost every night we get into this conversation, I oh. always tell you that Tina versus Jason with the powers would have been so good. Nick had no reason to survive that movie. Oh, he man. He been killed that... off at some point. Even if he was the last one killed, there was no reason he should survive. And I also think the movie should have ended with the house exploding thanks to Tina and Nick being dead way before that. My big problem, too, you know, is the worst shot I ever seen in one of those movies is Jason bats a gun out of Nick's hand and shoves him into that canoe. <laughs> I'm like, poor Haas in the part six, you know? Yeah. He didn't get pushed into the coffin. 
He got his heart ripped out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they didn't need him written into the movie. He was just, oh, yeah, he shows up there for his right. cousin's birthday party. No, he shows up there because he's potentially uh, Tina's potential fuck buddy, you know, basically. Right. Tina yeah. didn't need that. She, I would have liked to have seen her one-on-one with Jason. Yeah. I like I like to see a final girl that's vulnerable, but I like to see a final girl that uses her brain. And I like to see a final girl that toughens up. Yeah. I I, I like Linda Hamilton in Terminator as well. Mm-hmm. You know, because she put the finishing blow on uh, the Terminator. Yeah. Because after all, the soldier was dead and she had to crawl away from him and she was the one that had to deal with them there but that's another one i like i love strong vinyl girls yeah you know because these are supposed to be girls that you root for and you don't think would be able to survive but they're so strong they're so resilient that they find a way to overcome over all the odds and obstacles that are standing in their way all the challenges and everything well, I'm getting to the point now. Like it's it's it's. Like I haven't seen the descent. Um, I I think there's a final girl in that, you know. And I heard good things, but I haven't seen the movie. It's one I got to check out. Um, but no, I like a final girl, you know. Mm-hmm. And there's thrillers, you know. Bridget Fonda and Single White Female, you know, was a. Course, that wasn't a body count movie, but she right. was still a good final girl, so to speak. And um there there's a lot of stuff like that, you know. Um what do you but, think about Sally Hardestay? She was not a good final girl. Mm-hmm. She didn't even fight back. <laughs> she did a lot of running and screaming, she didn't fight back. <laughs> I love Marilyn Burns. Yeah. You know, she was great in the movie. But in terms of Sally Hardesty, what can you say about her as a final girl? She, she know, escapes in a truck. <laughs> you know? She, but yeah. I thought Marilyn Burns was great. Yeah. You know, she was terrific. But um, there wasn't a lot of fight in her. She was she had survival, yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> but not a lot of fight. Yeah, uh, she did when get you think away. Of your final girl, you don't think of, even though it's final girl, you don't think of survive. You do think of survival, but you also think of badassery, if that's a word. It is now. Um, but you think of like you know they put up the fight to survive. They kill the the killer. They're the, you know, they're the, they're not the, they're, you know, the one that is doing the, they're being hunted, but they're trying to, you know, overcome that being shot, basically. You know, they're trying to win, trying to kill. Well, you know what? Brian De Palma had said something, because uh, he often got accused of uh, being sexist or whatnot, because the way women were in his movies. And he had said he would much rather see a woman in distress than Rambo in distress. Yeah, and there is a point to of to what he says. Mm-hmm. I like to see a vulnerable woman in these horror films, but I don't need her huddled in a corner, you know, like 
like the woman from the Blair Witch, you know, with a flashlight mm-hmm. under her and snot dripping out of her nose, you know. Right. I don't I don't want her to be weak, you know. Right. Vulnerable, yes. Uh afraid, yes. But I want her to use her br- like look at Sigourney Weaver, for example, in Alien. When she gets on that uh ship, she she thinks she's home free. Mm-hmm. And she's flicking some stuff, and all of a sudden, that alien handgun kind of falls down. The alien was obviously asleep, and, and she just yelps, and she backs off, and you can see the thing moving a little bit, but it's kind of in a sleep stage. And uh, she has to think fast. What do I do? It's in here. This is the escape mm-hmm. pod. What do I do? You know? Yeah. And Sigourney Weaver... She was vulnerable, mm-hmm. but she wasn't weak. Right. I think she the had same thing, thing about Ginny Field. Um, before Paul shows up, like she she's trapped in the shack. Yes. And she yes. thinks smart with her child psychology to make you know to be, pretend she's the mother. Yeah, I that was I very like, smart. I yes, I I agree. Just but Paul. again, you know, Paul shows up. Yeah. I, I liked John Fury as Paul, don't get me wrong. But if I'm strictly doing a list on final girls, mm-hmm. that's my criteria. You yeah. know, I want to see final girl and I want to see them s- solidify yeah. the, pro- the problem. And I know? love Troy Elke's theory about Paul being the one that was found desecrated or you know dismembered it, um by abel in part three that was actually that theory. was my theory but <laughs> oh, i thought i thought i thought troy elke said that i uh, think troy and i had a conversation oh, okay. about that but yeah. uh well he said there's other parts of the body yeah, yeah i would say that was john i'd say that was paul's body yeah yeah i, I just wish they would have killed paul in part two instead of leaving it ambiguous yeah I, yeah, but, I think it would have really solidified Ginny. Yeah, yeah, but I um, yeah, that's my take on Final Girls. You know, mm-hmm. I. But when you look at you know Sigourney Weaver, Jodie Foster yeah. in Silence of the Lambs, or Mia Goth and X, I don't care whether people don't like the movie or not. X was really good. I loved it, mm-hmm. and Mia Goth rocks. Yeah. And um. Even Heather Langenkamp and Nightmare on Elm Street. These were all females mm-hmm. that had to not only face a situation, but they had to use their brain. They weren't sitting there with their hands together waiting to be saved. Mm-hmm. You know? So the, fir- the going back to what I was going to ask before they called um, – X, you know, had the final girl, as you mentioned earlier, where she did drugs. She, you know, was naked, pornographic and all that stuff. And, you know, she doesn't follow the rules that Scream foretold in 96. So we know Scream 6 is film is probably finished filming. It's coming out in March. Um, I don't think they're going to go this route. But what do you think about Scream rewriting the rules for this new movie for the new generation of horror movies because back then they were the rules but now everything's changed yeah but like i said 
I'm the only one I know of who's pointed out the final girl and X breaking all the rules. Mm-hmm. So I don't think they're going to rewrite anything. That's just my theory. Yeah. Um, here's the thing, you know. Um, I... I mean, I liked Scream, but watching it now, it's kind of like, when I hear the rules and stuff like that, it's like, yeah, it's, it's like all these movies, you know, are try, have been trying to follow these rules, follow these rules, follow these rules, the good girl, the good girl, and yet, I like the fact that when Ty West did X, I don't think he was trying to break any rules. I think that was just how the character... I mean, they were going to this isolated little farm area mm-hmm. to shoot a porno mm-hmm. in 1979, you know? So, and there were, there was six of them. Three males, three females. And um, I, I, I don't think Ty West was th- thinking about... Uh, final girl tropes yeah actually it's funny because i i thought for sure one of the other girls was going to be the final girl mm-hmm. nope nope yeah. didn't turn out that way and um I want, i'm not disappointed i actually like the fact that we got what we got yeah right? But, but again, I don't think Ty West was thinking about Scream. I don't think he was thinking about the rules. I think that he wrote, he this just... character is going to be the one to survive. This is what her character does. She does coke. She does porn. She does this, that, and the other. And that's what he wrote. Yep. That was her. <laughs> I mean, Alice on Friday the 13th, I mean, obviously she was involved with people and, you know, she did dope and stuff during the strip monopoly scene and stuff but a lot of that is very lightweight compared to what you see done in that right and the same thing like even in halloween laurie strode takes a hit you know like yeah it's, it's but... very minor compared to what they do in x but i mean the final girl still did a little drugs here and there even if it's a little hit Oh, there was a lot more. There was a, a line in X. Yeah. <laughs> First thing she does is snort. <laughs> that's what they did basically in the 70s anyways. And like, and, and nowadays, I don't know about back then because I wasn't alive, but nowadays you can get away with doing all that stuff in movies and it being normalized. I was alive then. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I, I, I uh, did my first seven years of my life in the 70s. <laughs> but yeah. um yeah but i like the horror films that come out this year i'm looking forward to winnie the pooh blood and honey next year and yeah um but no so we've and, had some good ones Tigger eat, uh no Pooh and piglet eat eeyore <laughs> yeah i've interviewed somebody from the movie already nice nice yeah <laughs> but <laughs> I um I like what I've seen so far this year for horror movies. Absolutely. Um so yep. switching from mainstream horror to the indie circuit. 
what are your current thoughts on the state of without let's try not the name drop but what are your current thoughts of the state of the indie industry of like whether it's from toxicity to drama to um terrifier 2 which freaking did phenomenal in the box office you know what we didn't get terrifier 2 here didn't you and no, no, of course we didn't. Like, fuck, is I a surprise? <laughs> but <laughs> I wanted to see it in Toronto, but right. um, although I know Toronto, I can navigate it well enough. Mm-hmm. Um, finding what theater it's at and where I'm supposed to get off or a subway stop, that's a whole other uh, ball of wax. Um, I found it interesting that it was two and a half hours. Yeah, and that doesn't bother me at all. But um, the as far as the indie indie scene goes, I have kind of walked away from. Actually, thirteen fanboy for one. I I did a lot of promotion on that. And I actually, I like the movie, but I would like to have seen it in a fucking theater as opposed mm-hmm. to on YouTube. But, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but nonetheless, uh, 13th Fanboy, has, uh, because of shit that went down with uh, the screenshots that were sent to me and about stuff being said about me and and somebody come on my show and talked about that. Mm-hmm. And some of the stuff being said, uh, it, it soured me from getting involved with a lot of these films. You know, yeah. you know, I'm, I, I get approached a lot and I say no, because yeah. I've kind of lost my spark for doing it, you know? Even with the Doubtfire Challenge, I, I don't throw it out so much anymore because it's just like, you know, what what, what the fuck, you know? Um, I got to pay my own bills I, and stuff like that. I don't have time to deal with people that will take my money for their charity and then, yeah. you know, do something like that. And Exactly. You know, I so I don't hate 13 Fanboy. I actually thought the movie was very good, but when I look at it now, all I all, all I see is uh, bullshit. Yeah, and a lot of people. Uh, I think I sent you the article about um, the. Uh, I I I was. I got an email from Debbie Sue Voorhees that states that nothing was canceled because of me. Right. Yeah. But yeah, you got a bunch of fucking assholes involved in that movie. Vincent DeSante played into this. Yeah. He didn't start it, but he bought into it because <laughs> go figure. But <laughs> I got told that screening of 13 Fanboy in Blairstown, New Jersey got canceled because of my actions. <laughs> because of my actions. And yet... There, a bunch of them are sitting there for a Q&A at a screening in Blairstown, New Jersey for that movie. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at these people and I'm thinking, you know, fuck you. Yeah. I haven't gone near number one, as far as Debbie Sue Voorhees goes, I have a ton of phone numbers on my phone. I haven't stalked anybody. Yeah. So they can take that bullshit and shove it straight up their ass. Mm-hmm. That pisses me off yeah. that they're throwing that at me. Yeah. I've been told, oh, 22 times I called you. No, I didn't. <laughs> and if they want proof, I can go through my fucking phone, phone records. Yeah. Oh, they could put that. Oh, do we lose you? Yeah. You there? Sorry, I lost my internet cut off for a second. What'd you, what'd you, maybe it was Skittles that did it. <laughs> Skittles, did you do that? Skittles. Yeah, uh, he's my buddy. See, and Skittles. Welcome to Slasher me. Scotty, Skittles the cat. <laughs> Skittles me, don't you, Skittles? Yeah, you do. Yeah, what do you mean I'm exploiting you for hits? You're on Slasher Scotty today, so... Yeah, I'm ex- and, and on you... Excuse you again. There we go. Huh? There we go. Um. So, Skittles, uh, you're getting... Uh, getting uh, YouTube's making money off you. Skittles <laughs> says... They want to send him complimentary treats. Yeah. But but here's the thing, you know, I you mentioned the independent circuit. Mm-hmm. I just don't want any part I I took my with the exception of your group, I took myself off of all the groups, you know. Um mm-hmm. I'm just Yeah. The 13 fanboy thing just just killed my desire to get involved. Yeah. And to be quite frank, I don't need my name on a bunch of these movies anymore. You know, I mm-hmm. got involved with 13 fanboy. Okay, I don't regret that. But I'll tell you one thing, and I know you'll verify that. You nominated Debbie Sue for yeah. the pie challenge, yeah. not me. Yeah, did you notice I got blamed for that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got blamed for that. Had White given me the Judy Aronson, Kane Hodder info, yep. is never, ever brought up on their end. Yeah. But I could prove that. Yeah. No, I'm worse than Hitler in their book, I guess. I, I'm worse than Stalin. Greg Stalin. <laughs> You know what? I bet I bet you they'd say I was the one responsible for pandemic uh, uh, COVID nineteen. <laughs> I, I, I I I bet I bet you bet you they they'd say it's Gregadet is wait Gregadetin instead of Armageddon Gregadetin. Yeah, it, it's you know it it just soured me and um, it's made me very very bitter. Yeah, but like I said. 
I told Jason Bradford I wouldn't mention a word of it again. And then it's brought to my attention. Yeah, so I like it when people go behind my back and they do a little bit of this, you know, yakking. And they don't think it's going to get back to me. I could care less whether they hear me on here or not. Right. I could care less. Mm -hmm. You know, I was not accepted by them. Yeah. I was never accepted by them. Mm -hmm. I was accepted by some of them. And your money was accepted by them. <laughs> yeah, that, that was, yep, absolutely. <laughs> but I know, I mean, Orlando Rodriguez appreciates me. Yeah. You know, um, I know uh, who else, you know, uh, Christopher Torres freaking blocked my number. <laughs> <laughs> but, the, but then he claims he stuck up for me. No, he didn't. Right. Right. <laughs> no, he didn't. Yeah. <laughs> but if they, if if uh, hurting me is what they wanted to do, congratulations. You know they okay. succeeded. But you know what? Here's the thing. Like a snake, I'll shed that skin and mm -hmm. I'll move on. And I'm hoping for 2023, I won't have to talk about this shit anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, but but. Here's what I'm going to say about the Judy Aronson situation. Mm -hmm. Heb White, God rest his soul, spoke so highly of her. Mm -hmm. Spoke so highly of her before he gave me her info. And uh, Vernon Wells even spoke highly of her. It's sad that I didn't get to experience that individual. Yeah. You know. It is. That, all this horse shit. Yeah. It's sad, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, like I said, I've got a lot of phone numbers, and I, uh, I haven't abused that privilege on anybody. But. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, that got blown out. And I often wonder if it got blown out of proportion because certain people didn't want to do the doubt for a challenge. Yes. And because it was suicide. You know what? <laughs> Fuck them, you know. Um, I, uh, I'm i kind of even ditching that charity now. But I'm tired of trends. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm tired of everybody's gonna go and do this and this and this and this and this. Yeah, you know, um, I'm just stepping away from it. You know, if it's something's trending, I'm like, fuck it. I don't need to be around it. Yeah, you know. Um, here's the thing, Scotty, and this is another thing with Thirteen Fanboy. Mm -hmm. It opened a few of my past wounds because um, I've been out of school for over 30 years, mm -hmm. actually almost 40 years, but I was not popular. I was bullied a lot. Problem with me growing up, I had attention deficit, mm -hmm. and uh, I was socially awkward. Mm -hmm. I couldn't relate to people. I did not know how to make friends. And if I did make friends, I didn't know how to keep them because mm -hmm. I have behavioral problems. Okay. 
And um, I'm not that person anymore. But it did make me an open target for bullying. Mm -hmm. And uh, a lot of those wounds surfaced. Yeah. With the situation with 13 Fanboy, you know? Yeah. yeah. And uh, like I said, I'll shed that skin and I'll move on. But but le lesson learned, you know? Yeah. Lesson of learned. Of course. Yep. Now, to those that did do the challenge, thank you to them. Yep. You know, thank you to them. I honored uh, any charities that they suggested. Mm -hmm. You know, but yeah, that's where it goes. That's Absolutely. where it goes. So let's uh, close close the interview with one last question. Um, what do you mean close the interview? <laughs> I have to get cooking soon. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> so your podcast is Python's Paradise. So for anyone that wants to listen to Python's Paradise for the interviews you do with your guests, where can they find your podcast? Right now, YouTube. But you know what? Um, 2023, I'm looking into Spotify and Apple and those things. Mm -hmm. You know, um, it's always been on YouTube, but it's kind of like I kind of want to branch it out a little bit, you know, and and uh, see what I can do with it. You know, um, yeah. um, I know you've got yours on those platforms. Yeah. Um, how difficult is it to not hard put stuff at all? On? No, no, nope, very simple. It's a simple upload. Just really? Upload new episode, upload the audio file and it upload you, you click save and then it asks you for a title of the episode of the podcast um it asks you for uh the description of the podcast of what the of what your your file is about and then it asks you what season what episode it is so you could just do season one episode one two three and so on and so forth if you would like and then upload and then it uploads within 24 hours to all the platforms very simple oh wow so what do you have yours on i started off on anchor.fm um, that's mm -hmm. the name of the site, anchor.fm. And then um, it distributes it to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Openbox, CastBox, Breaker, Verbal, all these different sites. It's crazy how many I'm on. So would I have to go on Anchor to put stuff on Spotify or can I just yes. go direct yes. to Spotify? Anchor is the best way to do it because it does it on all of them at the same time. You don't have to do them each individually. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, I yeah. didn't know that. Yep. It's very simple. Very, very simple. Like if you do it on Spotify, but you say you want it on Apple as well, then you got to go to Apple and you got to go on to Google. Where so if you do Anchor, Anchor it does, does it, it on them all. Yeah, it does it on every single one of them, branches them all out. And you say it's not hard to do. Very simple. Very Because I'm not it, very it, tech it takes, savvy. Yeah, it takes me three minutes to upload probably every episode after it pro after uh, I I save everything. Send me the link to this anchor thing. Do I have to okay. make a profile and all that? Yeah, stuff you have to make it? a profile. It's very simple. Just use email, password, create. And does it, what does it cost anything? Free. Okay, yeah, I want you to send me the link to that. <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm thinking yeah, 2023 right on, 
Yeah, I'm thinking 2023 of uh, branching into that. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, I don't make money at this, but, you know, but I also realize that, uh, and I've had this brought up to me that it could happen, but I also realize this, and that it's been brought to my attention that I guess SAG-ACTRA is looking into, uh, have you heard that uh, they're looking into uh, uh, some of these people getting paid to do podcasts? Like the actors, be, uh, like the podcasters paying the actors? Yeah. I didn't look into that, no. Well, it was brought to my attention um, wow. by another podcaster. Actually, Tommy Kovac brought it up to me. And um, hmm. and here, here's my response to that. Number one, I don't make money at it. I, I do very well at the hospital, the job I'm working at. I'm working really good with really good people there. But do they want here's the, the thing. to be paid? They don't like they want them to be paid. Yeah, I got no issue wow. with paying for an interview, but be fucking reasonable. Yeah. I had a guest on for free in 2017, and I reached out to him again for an anniversary for a film. And his wife got back to me and told me that it would be $800 for 30 minutes. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Are you fucking kidding me? Wow. I'm not doing that. And that's unreasonable. Uh, that's unreasonable. I mean, if I if I'm going to pay for an interview, be fucking reasonable. Larry Zabisco was amazing for what he cut charges. Larry Zabisco was somebody that when I had a – yeah, this is, again, Debbie Sue saying go through agents, you know, mm -hmm. go through agents. Larry Zabisco's number was uh, given to me by um, Angelo DiCiprio, mm -hmm. and uh, unlike Judy Harrison, he didn't say that he was Larry's cousin. <laughs> <laughs> when I and I got I got Larry's number from you and when, no or the Angela one of I think it was from you and I I called him and he was literally in the shower when he answered. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Um, he was cool about Larry it. had no problem. It. We had some uh, small talk. Mm -hmm. You know, there was no bullshit with him. But um, Larry had mentioned that he does a lot of these podcasts and he sees nothing for it. I kind of get that. Mm -hmm. And he asked if I would give him $100 to do it. And I said, sure. It's Larry Zavisco, you know. Living he's... legend. Well, I know him best from his feud with Bruno San Martino. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was a main event steel cage match for Showdown in Shea, Shea yeah. Stadium in 1980. It was, um, you know, so... I said, yes, you know, um, I don't want to pay for all the interviews. I don't want to do that. If I get something for free, I'll take it. But, you know, I've had this conversation with some of my guests that I'm closer to in conversation. Mm -hmm. And I know I wanted to get uh, a particular guest on the show. And I was told that uh, same argument. He does all these podcasts, sees nothing of it. It would he'd have to charge me a fee. Mm -hmm. I don't know what this person's fee is, 
and it would really depend. Right. You know, if it's eight hundred dollars, no. Exactly. But but um, here here's the thing. Um, a friend of mine in the business had stated to me best. She said that um, I hear this argument out of podcasters a lot. They say we give them free publicity. That's true. But who really benefits? We do. Mm -hmm. Because nobody listens to Python's Paradise to hear me. They want to hear the guest. Yeah. They want to hear the guest, you know. Absolutely. So they're doing me the favor. So I kind of see their argument. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not going to go bankrupt doing it. <laughs> and uh, there are people out there that do make money at podcasting, which, you know, teach their own. But I can kind of see the celebrities argument on that. Mm -hmm. And uh, I kind of swayed that way. Uh, on one of my trips to Toronto recently, and uh, but yeah, it would depend largely. Like I said, I'm not going to bankrupt myself to have somebody on. If if the price is not reasonable, no skin off my back. Of course, you know. Of course, but. Um, one hundred dollars for Larry Zavisco. I mean, <laughs> I was able to do that. You know, I, I, you know, I, I was able to do that, and it was Larry Zavisco, so I knew I was getting somebody of um, of value. You know. Yeah. But uh, if I can get people come on for free, fine. But if it gets to the point where managers and agents and sag actor or whatever get too greedy yeah and uh gets to the point where it's too pricey yeah. you know what I, I can walk away and say that i've had a good run with my show yeah you know i've i've, I've done a record my record interviews this year i'm approaching um 170 interviews this year wow. Yeah, it's, it's a record. Yeah, I was told by somebody that the 13 fanboy thing could have, could affect celebrities coming on my show. <laughs> and here I have my record breaking here. Right. Um, but. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that's, that's just, that's, that's just it. But I'm not going to pay a fortune to get a guest on the show. Yeah. You know, but I, I see their point of view. But uh, um, be reasonable. That's all I can say. Absolutely. So anybody watching this, check out Python's Paradise on YouTube. Also, if you are watching this on YouTube, obviously you're on the Slash of Scotty page. So hit that, sorry, slash that subscribe button. You know that you want to. Comment, like, 
share on social media if you can. Of course, if you're listening on the audio version and not watching the video version, you're obviously on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or all the other podcasting platforms, at least one of them. So rate, comment, share on social media as well. And of course, check out Virtual Merch, merch Booths, which is my personal merchandiser, to check out Slasher Scotty merchandise. You can get your uh, merchandise on there. Um, I'm not wearing it right now, but you can uh, check it out there. And of course, you can get um, the ultimate Halloween movie experience, a book written by myself has 16 original uh, interviews from guests from the Halloween franchise, as well as thousands of trivia questions that you can get and a forward written by Jamie Lee Curtis. It was published by Bear Manor Media, um, and you can uh, pick that up um, online at Walmart, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and anywhere books are sold. But thank you, Greg, so much for joining me uh, this evening. We're, we're, we're not done yet, though. Look, <laughs> we haven't talked about Brett Harris yet. Oh, let's talk about my good old buddy, old Brett. Yes, let's talk about Brett. I, he sent me a T-shirt not too long ago because he drew my name. Nice. Yeah, well, uh, great me a, challenge, right? Yeah, I got, yeah. I got that. I got that here somewhere. I wore. You drive him with a pair of your uncleaned, dirty boxers, didn't you? For him to pick your name fuck out of that yeah, hat. Fuck yeah! <laughs> I sweat. I sweat. I sweat in my underwear. In one of those terminals, doing the terminal clean at the hospital, and I, uh, you know, I thought, "Oh, Brett, look at this! Look at this! Python sweat. <laughs> there might be skid marks." <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Brett! Poor Brett! <laughs> he's, he's traumatized now. Relic himself. No, he, no, he was traumatized by you. You yeah. and your boxers with your face on them. Yeah, my ass crack hanging out, basically shoved yeah. up in Amanda's face. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, yeah, like Brett Harris. Yeah. I've had him on here three times. I I'll do, I'll do a plug. Him. I'll do a plug for Brett. Check out Danger Dude on uh, YouTube and on Facebook. Uh, check out uh, Brett Harris, Danger Dude. He's a great guy. He is a stunt coordinator for my, uh, me and Carl's company, Gravestone Films. And uh, he plays uh, played Relic in our first feature film, Samhain. He played Randy in our uh, short uh, fan film, Friday the 13th, and Before Dusk. And he's playing Rich Cork in the upcoming 72, which we're aiming for a summer 2023 release. But yes, uh, <laughs> check out Danger Dude um, for Brett. Uh, great guy. And you know what? I'll plug this, you know, folks. For suicide and depression awareness, do the doubtfire pie in the face challenge, you know? Yeah, some people from 13 Fanboy didn't like to do it, but you know what? Lar Park Lincoln did it. Yep. James Elworth did it, the wrestler. Mm -hmm. Tori Wilson did it. Yep. Sandy Johnson did it. Laura yep. Marie Taylor did it. Lisa Langlois, yep. my friend lisa langlois did it my yep. friend nancy mclaughlin did it uh hannah barefoot did it yep. and the most famous and of them all i did it twice you well, did you did it twice brett yes, harris did it yep brett harris did it tyler did it huh tyler oh Ebert. yes oh gee tyler ebra i loved it when he took the remaining up a bind he just sister was getting so annoyed Annoying there, and he just took the pilot <laughs> and he <laughs> aimed well. He got her right in the face, yep. and I don't think yep. he even aimed it. Yeah, but yeah, but you know, yeah. I'm 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 bitter about how things went with the doubt for a challenge with 
other avenues. But, you know, I, I wanted to get the industry involved because I saw what the ice bucket challenge did. Mm -hmm. And um, I was naive to the trending thing. But here's the thing. And everybody listening will agree on this. People want to see celebrities do yeah. this stuff. Yeah. You if know? you're watching this and you are a celebrity or just a regular person and you want to do this challenge, get a get you can get a like a what a, a buck fifty pie crust already made type of thing, cool whip, you know, whipped cream, whatever, spray it in, take the pie in the face, upload it to Facebook, tag Greg Gilbert if he's on your friends list, Ta uh tag slasher Scotty as well, do a hashtag of doubt fire face challenge and let this take off for suicide and depression awareness. Very important cause. Cause I don't know the statistics off the top of my head, but I get I'm telling you, there's thousands and thousands and thousands of suicides that happen a year just because of bullying and depression so make sure you end up giving doing this for the give because that person that comes across that video might be suffering and that pie in the face might make them smile well you know what sandy johnson like i said she mm -hmm. posted it on facebook and the reaction was yeah. so good you know she got it you know law marie taylor got it you know Tori Wilson didn't question it. She got it, you know. Yeah. Um, Lisa Langwa, Nancy McLaughlin, they got it. Yeah. But here's the thing, too, you know. Mm -hmm. Ron Sloan did it, and so did Lara Park Lincoln from 13 Fanboy. And I'll tell you, when my dad passed away, I didn't hear from very many 13 Fanboy people, I'll tell you that. Mm -hmm. I heard from uh, Orlando Rodriguez. I heard from Troy Elke. I I don't want to miss anybody, but one person I did hear from was Lara Park Lincoln, and she is hard to flag down on social media. Mm -hmm. I thought it was so cool that yeah. she reached out and said some kind words to me, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, she did the challenge. Yeah, and she she's really amazing because she reached out when my dad passed away last August in 2021, and she. Yep out to me as well like she's an amazing individual very amazing heart and i donated to her acting studio you know yeah so hey it's 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 not like i'm uh pulling wool over their eyes you know right. so anymore do, uh, if you say you're gonna donate to the charity if they do it make sure they do it and then donate you know, you don't go to a store, you don't go to a store and say, and, you know, take home the bread and pay later. You know what I mean? You pay for the bread, you pay the, for the bread and then you leave with what it. What do you mean? You don't do that? <laughs> you know you what, don't I, do you that? what I'm saying? Like you, you, you pay for, you, you know, you do, you do the, I don't know. I, I, I like to put forth the, uh, re yeah. the idea that I do my part and they yeah. count on me. But like I said, I got burned on it uh, yeah. a number of times, and right. by people just too friggin' lazy. And yeah. when I hear people say they just want to talk, like, no, I don't want to hear them talk about it. Don't yeah. care. Agreed. It's lazy, you know. Agreed. But uh, you know, um, yeah, depression's not taken seriously, and yeah, it isn't. It's yeah. But uh, I'm glad there's some people out there that took this seriously and didn't judge me for it, you know. Yeah, absolutely. So.
There you Absolutely. go. Well, I thank you, Greg, so much for joining me. And I will talk to you, obviously, on the phone before then. But I will be, we will be back on, uh, you know, doing an interview next month. But in reverse order, you'll be the host and I'll be the guest. <laughs> on Python's Paradise yeah. on YouTube. Or um, in January, so maybe even on Spotify at that time. Yeah, I'll probably be, when I do get on there, I'll probably start with my 2015s and. yeah. Work myself way up there, but yeah, all you need like is the, whole... the all you need is the MP3 file. Perfect. Yep. Perfect. MP3 or MP4, whatever. Yeah, and you can you can upload videos also to it. Perfect. Yeah, and it's the same exact way as the same exact way as doing it through uh through the the audio file. It's very simple, very self explanatory. You, I obviously I'm in the tech industry, but you, you don't have to be techie to know how to do it. Go to Anchor.fm, create an account, click create a new episode, click upload the episode, find the episode, upload it. It's all self-explanatory. You can get, you got it. If you need help, ask me. <laughs> <laughs> I need help. Ask you. Oh, gee. <laughs> I'll even send you a complimentary pair of Scotty undies for you. Oh, you know what? I'm in a giving mood. Send them to Brett Harris. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and wrap, you can use it as wrap, gift wrap too, because you can there wrap you up some, you, you could use the underwear to wrap up some stale cereal for him. There you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm sure I still have some of those alphabet O's or whatever they're called somewhere lying around from like 2015. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gee. <laughs> he ended up having to eat He that. almost died on setting up for my <laughs> ass from the cereal. Amanda almost died from your ass. Yeah, right. I'm going to get out of here, though. Um, I have to do some cooking. I start. I have a part-time job that I do on the side for a couple hours. I do that around 7 o'clock. So I want to make sure I get dinner ready so I can get going on that. So You work? I work. I'm a working <laughs> man. <laughs> you have a great night, buddy. Uh, you take care, Scotty. Yeah, thank thanks you. for having me on. You're welcome. Bye. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Yeah.